It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this um, Wednesday morning. Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt will be uh, joining us in a couple of minutes, and we'll uh, talk about uh, a little bit about the city council meeting and talk about some other issues uh, in the city of Woonsocket. We'll touch on the positive, and we'll touch on the unpositive. That's another word for a negative, I guess. But whatever the topic is, uh, we'll touch on it. If you want to uh, send an email, you can up front at WNRI.com. If you want to call in and ask a question uh, relevant to the mayor's visit, uh, you're welcome to do that. And um, so I got reprimanded yesterday, Jeff, uh, by um, the cat lady for the way I handled her phone call. She called me the campaign manager for Valerie Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> Um, I wish I were her campaign manager because she comes in first for votes and it would show how competent I am. Anyway, uh, she uh, got upset with me because I, 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 from her interpretation, cut her short. But she was uh, moving toward national politics. And usually when we have a local vice president of a city council, we talk about... Uh, we talk about Sinegro and we talk about uh, local issues. And uh, when uh, he, her or any other caller, uh, like uh, Bob from Pawtucket, if Bob sure. from Pawtucket were talking about nuclear power with Valerie Gonzalez, I'd do the same thing. She got upset with me. I'm, I did send her a text saying, hey, I'll explain how the talk show business works to her. But she did not uh, get in touch with me. She just rather, um, rather uh, uh, shall we say... Um, uh, abandon the radio station, boycott the radio station because she did not like the way that uh, Roger handled her phone call. And uh, so um, I do apologize that you were offended by that. Uh, but um, we do have um, guidelines uh, that we follow that we don't announce at the beginning of the program. But uh, one of the guidelines is how to hold your audience. So you don't want to call her talking about something unrelated to the topic and lose your audience uh, because our business here at WNRI is to keep audience. And she uh, expressed an interest in doing a talk show at one time, and I would explain how you do it because you don't want to do a talk show without people at the other end. But uh, that's no. for another day. Um, I, don't, I don't want to involve you in this uh, conversation because I don't want her to boycott your show either. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Uh, I have a story held over from the morning program. Now, last hour we told you that the city of Boston was landing the Lego Company's headquarters for North America. From 1975, it has been in Connecticut, now relocating to Massachusetts. I remember. With one coming in, one is going out, and uh, what they will be losing in Massachusetts is the headquarters of Yankee Candle, the, closing the corporate headquarters in Massachusetts and cutting 13% of their workforce as an effort to cut overhead expenses and adjust their budget. They uh, took it tough during the pandemic. A lot of their stores closed as many retail outlets struggled as well. So they're gone from the malls. They still have that outfit in Rentham, Massachusetts. We'll see if that does affect any retail outlets. But one uh, corporate headquarters in Massachusetts, one corporate headquarters out of Massachusetts. In and out. All right. Uh, so it goes. Uh, this is uh, Daybreak Southern New England's uh, other advertiser uh, and uh, also an advertiser here on the uh, on the upfront program, and I, I and also uh, Jeff at the, on their show, and they've been doing very, very nicely. They get a lot of business from the Winsocket area uh, because they're a good painting company. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro, ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. 
American-made products. That's what we feature at Walt's Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made, we're serious. Boots from Carolina, Thorogood, Red Wing, and Rocky, all made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts, American-made socks, full-grain leather belts, bootlaces and leather gods and boot gods. And we carry treads, rubber overboots, American-made. So come on in to the place where the workperson finds everything they need. Walt's Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook, or if you have a question, 765-7582. And uh, we have a 10% off on uh, selected boots over at... Um, over at Waltz. Now, I want to do this uh, commercial because Jeff is in the studio with me. And uh, I know you probably are not going to call 401-575-2600 at this time of the morning and order a large cheese pizza. Uh, but we do want to tell you that sooner or later, a couple of hours will pass and you'll be happy to hear that we talked about this place. When Socket's newest Pizzeria. It's called Athena Pizzeria on Bound Road, right up the street here from the radio station. Chris, the owner, has been down here a couple of times, a local guy with family here in the Woonsocket area. He wants to be, quote unquote, I want to be a pizza guy. And uh, I'm going to do this um, with uh, my experience, my quality pizza, and I want to be the lowest price in the area. And that's why he's got a couple of specials. The one we're going to feature today, two large pizzas. Two large cheese pieces, sixteen ninety nine. These are sixteen inch uh, round. So uh, that's what I want to tell you about Athena Pizza. And then um, uh, I'm going to let the rest of the commercial be finished by our in resident pizza expert. Oh yes, indeed. And when you go to Athena's Pizza, you have to make a choice: Greek, Italian. And if you're like Johnny and I, you're going to try them both to come to the decision yeah. of the difference. you got to do the research. you got to do the research. Um, and I can tell you, the Italian, a nice straight mozzarella, uh, not cut. That's one of the keys to the Italian pizza. And it's a tomato-driven uh, sauce with a nice, thin, but not greasy uh, bottom and crust. A terrific balance there. And on the Greek side of pizza, if you're looking for something that's a little more herbed in the sauce, a little more seasoning, well, that is your Greek pizza. And there you'll find that mozzarella cheddar cut that is very popular in the greater Woonsocket area as well. And again, a nice thin bottom and crust, but not greasy and floppy. Very difficult to come up with that balance. And they do it at Athena's, uh, Athena, excuse me, not Athena's Pizza, Athena Pizza. Uh, and, of course, we had good reviews for their dynamites as well. Uh, you can even get dynamites as a grinder or a calzone. And uh, our former councilman, Roger Gillette, uh, came through the station that day. We sent him home with a grinder. He called me back and said it was one of the best he's had in the longest time. And he looks forward to going back to Athena. And I think you will, too. So, hey, take it from me. They do slices as well. So you can try a slice of the Greek, a slice of the Italian, and then decide which pie to get. All right. One more advertisement here in this break. And uh, this, uh, again, a new sponsor to the station. And the reason that uh, this guy, uh, Jerry from Cranston, decided to advertise is he knows that finding a shoe repair business uh, in 2023 can be a very difficult thing, especially one with over 30 years experience. And that's why Jerry's Shoe Repair in Cranston on Oaklawn Avenue would like you to know that he's ready to serve you with all kinds of services. 35 years experience in the shoe repair business and services include um, well the easiest one is a shoe shine right but uh, now we get into the more uh, technical stuff leather and pocketbook repairs uh, he'll put new soles and heels on your shoes shoe stretching he'll do he'll fix snaps and zippers and and then uh, uh, install orthopedic lifts and restring and recondition baseball gloves. Things like that. It's Jerry's Shoe Repair. He also cleans and weatherproofs USGGS and has uh, red protective soles for red bottom designer shoes. Now, he does it all. No need to look any longer for a shoe repair service. Come on over to Jerry Shoe Repair, 681 Oakland Avenue in Cranston. While you're there, you can go down to Garden City. And enjoy uh, the Chapel Hill restaurant or some of the great stores down there while uh, while Jerry is doing uh, your uh, your shoe uh, repair. All right, 
Thank you for listening to Jerry's Shoe Repair, Cranston. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the mayor with us today. reason we're not talking to her yet is because I'm boycotting her. <laughs> no? That's not the reason? You're no, not she, her campaign manager? Oh, uh, no. All right. So the reason I'm not talking to her is because she's not here yet. But she will be. Uh, she usually uh, comes through the door. So um, uh, as soon as she gets here, we'll uh, pose uh, some questions to her, some of them based on the city council meeting, and uh, some of them uh, based on um, things that um, have uh, come our way. And so, uh, and then she's got some stuff that she usually likes to talk about, too. So uh, that's coming up in a few moments. You, in the meantime, while the mayor is being interviewed, you're preparing for a recipe for a good day with Lou General? Yeah, it's going to be a fun show today. Nice sale items. Uh, we're going to utilize cooking with Coca-Cola with a $1.99 bone-in chicken breast on sale. So we're going to make a cola, Coca-Cola marinated Spanish chicken. We're going to do some Asian beef stir-fry utilizing Coca-Cola. Asian glazed roasted asparagus. And I got something. We have a lot of vegetables in here, like Coca-Cola mashed sweet potatoes. Doesn't that sound good? But for you, Roger, we have Uncle... I don't know who Uncle Joe is, but Uncle Joe's baked beans utilizing Coca-Cola in your baked beans. All right. Now, how did you come across, you, you know, Coca-Cola Did you uh, as a... As the basis for a, a cooking show, uh, must have seen it somewhere, huh? Well, uh, I had always heard about it. I was curious, and I had bought this cheap on-sale shank ham. They're usually tough and salty. And I said, why not? If I'm going to experiment with Coca-Cola, I'm going to try it. And it made a shank ham well worth the while. It was so delicious and so tender. It was one of the best marinades I've ever used on a shank. Um, so I said, well, let's explore it more. And lo and behold, <laughs> I came across a box of 78 Coca-Cola recipes. I had to buy it. Lo, lo and behold. Lo and behold. <laughs> right. Well. And uh, it was universal. I mean, do you think about using it with carrots and asparagus uh-huh. or even a mushroom Coca-Cola gravy that you can mm-hmm. pour over your New York sirloin steak that's on sale for five ninety nine. All right. So a uh, recipe for a good day is coming up uh, at 9 o'clock here on WNRI. And I uh, hope you can uh, join Jeff. One of the things uh, the mayor has, uh, I believe, arrived in the building. One of the things we're going to be discussing is something that I may be able to take advantage of at my house. And I'm going to, uh, the mayor did speak about it at the city council meeting. It's going to be my first question to, uh, to her because she seemed knowledgeable about this issue. So um, coming out of uh, my, uh, my house and going to the street, of the city of Woonsocket on Prospect Street is lead pipes. And I've been told by the plumber, uh, oh, you know, $8,000, we'll be happy to replace those uh, lead pipes uh, for you. And uh, so uh, I, all of a sudden I liked lead pipes again. You know, uh, I think that was a great way to bring the sewage uh, to uh, to the street. Anyway, um, I heard at the city council meeting that uh, lead pipes um, are going to be addressed by application and so forth. So I thought I'd uh, begin with an easy question for you because you seem pretty knowledgeable about it. Uh, it was uh, in connection with two uh, issues uh, that were being discussed at the same time, new water meters and new lead pipes. So before I ask her to get into it, I, I am going to be polite and say good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Roger. How are you today? I'm good. That's uh, thank, good. Thank you for joining us on the program. Happy to be here. Can we uh, start with lead pipes and, sure. and water meters? Uh, mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, that's basic uh, city business. And you're on. Okay. Well, we all know we have a new water treatment plant. And with that water treatment plant, we are now moving for, forward with looking to replace the water meters in the homes. Uh, there, were, there was some funding allocated from ARPA for the replacement of water meters. In the meantime, we learned of some potential grant funding that would be available. 
So instead of just, you know, looking at that opportunity and saying, well, we already have ARPA funds appropriated for that, uh, the way we look at it as an administration is, if we can get funding from elsewhere, then we can reallocate the funding from the water uh, water meters allocation to something else. Uh, water, yeah, water meter allocation to something else. So we were successful in acquiring funding from the Rhode Island Infrastructure Bank, and it is a a match program. Uh, so they would pick up the cost of forty uh, percent of the cost of the meters, and the city would pick up the sixty percent. So does that mean uh, that we can take back money from the uh, American Rescue Fund uh, budget uh, that we were allocating and, and use it for something else? Correct. Uh-huh. All right. Of so, course, like I ahead. said at the meeting, until the documents are signed, sealed, delivered, uh, this is where we're at. It looks like everything is in place. And... Um, that's where we are with that. All right. So uh, we won't uh, uh, do the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait a little bit further on down. But it looks promising. We're 95% of the way there. And how promising is the lead, uh, uh, how promising is the lead pipe situation? We got an email here. Good morning, Roger and Mayor. Uh, how would I go about finding out if my house has lead water lines. I would also like to thank the mayor for forwarding my email. Uh, uh, this person talked about uh, something that I, uh, on an earlier show two weeks ago, and I, I sent it on to you. But anyway, they're thanking you for that. Let's go to the lead pipe situation. Okay. So the lead pipe situation, first, I, before I address the actual lead pipe change out, I just want to say that lead is extremely dangerous um, so re removing the lead pipes is very important, but the lead pipes are important to remove also due to the fact that we have um, issues amongst our youngsters uh, pertaining to lead levels within their system. And that is why it was important for me to have our fire hydrants painted and any lead paint residual lead paint that was on there from over the years removed. Uh, we also were the recipient uh, thanks to the congressional delegation of a grant to help remediate lead within people's homes. And then we moved forward and applied for grant funding to remove uh, some lead lines. In addition to that, Director D'Agostino and the Superintendent of Water, Mark Vigiani, uh, also worked to look to secure some other funding from that. So we may actually have two pots of money coming in. And we are, again, just waiting on paperwork on one and confirmation on the other. And what will happen is there will be an application that will be finalized. Uh, they, they, the Water Department did work on that, but it'll have to be amended uh, because dates change. And we just wanted to be proactive and start getting the application ready, but we really can't um, confirm anything until those those funds are solidified as well. So both of those topics, uh, water meters and uh, and replacement of lead pipes, uh, we're aware that the programs are, are out there, but more to come once uh, the details are solidified. Right. So, so one part of funds is coming from grant money that we applied for that, again, the congressional delegation uh, was uh, beneficial in helping us to attain. And those funds... Because they're coming from Washington, the paperwork is a little different, but I do want to thank them for all their assistance on that. So we will, we definitely will be removing lead lines. But if you want to know, I can't tell you that the Water Department knows of every house that has lead lines. I don't think that there was um, data for every house, but they can call um, the, the Water Department um, and ask for the Superintendent of Water or one of his assistants to see if in, it's in their system. Well, the age of a neighborhood uh, sometimes is a dead giveaway. Dictates that as well, yes. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. All right, so my turn, your turn. So my turn uh, has gone by, uh, uh, water uh, water meters and lead pipes. Uh, so your turn, uh, anything you want to uh, put on your agenda? Because sometimes we run out of time at the end and you have to rush in something that you, you uh, wanted to uh, explain to the taxpayers. No, we, we, we can keep going and if there's something that crosses my mind, um, I will... Bring it up? Insert that, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yesterday, Valerie Gonzalez was here, and, um, and that is our 
Tuesday meeting uh, with uh, rotating the council members around so we can chat with them. Uh, and so she uh, brought up as her uh, topic uh, the task force. There's, um, first of all, a, a workshop meeting she talked about on Monday night. And um, basically, uh, I, I guess so the, it, the purpose is, uh, as she explained it in uh, her interview yesterday, to bring the parties uh, together on um, uh, social service agencies and the administration. That was uh, how she uh, she described it. How do you feel about this task force? And uh, are you going to uh, participate uh, and uh, tell us uh, where you're going with that? Sure. So I, I agree with her. And she I, said she chatted with you yes, about it. Yes, we, yeah. we, we have open lines of communication. This morning, I've already spoken to the council president, the council vice president. Um, I've already spoken with a state official, actually, which was why it put me about five, ten minutes behind. And I've been working. Uh, so it's not like I'm just starting my day on your program. Mm -hmm. But it's all good stuff. And having... Um, a working group, I'll call it a working group, uh, is important as long as when everybody is coming to the table, they recognize that uh, everybody needs to be open, honest, straightforward, all, all information, data, uh, funding, everything needs to be uh, placed on the table so there's a clear understanding. And then we need to come together as leaders of the community and, the, and organizations within the city and see how we can best move forward. So um, I want to dig a little bit deeper so I can um, uh, get a better idea of how you feel. I'm looking for my notes here. I do. Oh, here they are. So when you uh, attend a council meeting and you see uh, Ben Lessing uh, come out, and then you see uh, John Tassoni, who hasn't been in Woonsocket in a million years, and all of a sudden he's here, former Senator uh, Tassoni. And then uh, Linda Hurley comes in uh, as a CEO of, uh, of Kodak. And uh, then you see Mar uh, Michelle Taylor speak again. And, um, and, and so forth, even Steve Alquist. Right? You see all these people coming in, and you're the sitting mayor. And um, so I'm, I'm trying to drag you in here. I'm, I'm just, I just want to get your feeling of, do you think this really helps the situation by these people um, uh, addressing uh, the city council or the good of welfare? Or it makes your job a little more difficult? Anyone has the right to address the city council. And that's government. And that's fine. It's generally not an exchange of conversation under good and welfare. But certainly, good and welfare can also uh, be a, a means to share important information that's accurate or positive or negative. Uh, but good and welfare can also be an opportunity to spread or exaggerate. Uh, and then there's no, uh, mu not much of a chance for uh, rebuttal. And that was why I, I had no intention of speaking under good and welfare. Uh, but I did. Yeah. And because what happens is, you know, what, what happens is, you know, they're trying to, certain people, I'm not saying the people you spoke of, are mm -hmm. trying to drive a story and trying to, you know, hit some hot buttons and get people engaged or riled up. And, you know, I will just say everything you hear isn't always true. And, um... That's why this working group is important. And I did, I have been emailing Ben Lessing, and I have asked him if he could please ask his staff from to refrain from spreading mistruths. And because it's not helpful, and if we're going to work together, it's got to stop. So, and that's not just with his organization, that's with certain people from the media, that's with elected officials, and my message to the city council, um, because, you know, as an elected official, you speak with a constituent or you hear from somebody, and you want to believe that what they're telling you is factual. So then, it, you know, you're, you're, you're worked up or you're upset about something, but then you just find, and I'll give you a very simple example, um, you'll find that it, it's not true at all. So my message, and I, and I did have a conversation with a city councilor this week and said, please stop it. 
and pick up the phone and call me. And I will answer your question. Maybe you'll like the answer, maybe you won't. But the latest issue of the city of Woonsocket is closing down the 10 rooms at the Woonsocket Motor Inn. That's right. Uh, I saw it on the the docket. Um, I think Ben Lessing sent something to the council over the weekend. And then somebody sent uh, a copy of the letter to me and was writing my next question. So can you pick up uh, the... Is that a, an issue where um, you're talking about somebody trying to inflame yes. the environment? Correct. Okay. Correct. And now, and my message to anyone, Ben, John Ward, Chris Beauchamp, I don't care who it is. If you hear something that seems egregious or, or you know, problematic or positive for that matter, just call me. Just call me. And for someone who is supposed to be advocating uh, to help a certain population, to be sending an email out telling people the city of Woonsocket, you know, is closing the 10 rooms. Why wouldn't you just call me and say, this is what we heard. I thought we were a working partnership. This is what we heard. Is this true? And then if it's true, I tell you. If it isn't true, I tell you it isn't true. And then it, it ends or if you don't like the answer, then it continues. But you just you utilize the time of many people. Maybe you tugged on their heartstrings. Maybe you know you got them angry. Whatever the, the reason is, absolutely unequivocally, never at any time did we say that those rooms were being halted, ever. In fact, we've tightened up the process that we use on on um, the utilization of those rooms. So where does he get that kind of stuff from? Uh, who you know? I'll you know. have to ask him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. wish I wish he would tell me. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I guess I could ask him that yeah, question. Maybe in your next yes, conversation. Yes, my next email. All right. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break for a commercial. Uh, uh, why don't you put the earphones on? See if they're uh, functional. Uh, okay. First, uh, first of all, are there any earphones yes, there? Yes, there all are. Right, there's a good start. And put them on, and uh, maybe we can clear that call before we go to break. Before if, break? If, okay. If they're working uh, properly. Can you hear me? Testing Roger, one, two, three. Yes, I can. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll grab the call, and then uh, we'll, um, we'll take a break. And then we have a, a few other issues because there are other, other things. Like, for instance, the governor's state of the state address didn't, wasn't very long, but he keeps mentioning the Woonsocket Educational Center. In all his speeches, whether it's in the budget speech or whether it's in the uh, state of the state, uh, he's pretty pretty proud of that. I know it started with uh, Governor Raimondo. I know you're pretty happy about it. We'll ask you about that sure. in a few minutes, too. Uh, right now, we'll press the button here and see if somebody has a uh, question. Hello? What do you, what, what you want to know from the mayor? Oh, good morning, Mayor. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I, I think I think the city does a good job um, handling a lot of the homeless stuff for sure. I, I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. proud of, of the services that are offered, yeah. um, and I know we do live in a, an environment of of a lot of disinformation and tugging at heartstrings. But I don't want to cause any friction or any drama. But can you name some names though? Who in particular literally gets up in front of the microphone and, and, and does the disinformation? Because I don't attend the city meetings. I don't watch them. But I mean, I, and again, I don't, I don't want to cause any rift between you and any journalists or any citizens or anyone who. But I, I would be, I, if I were mayor, I would come right out and call them out by name. Personally, that's just me. But I'll let you answer if you want to answer. That's cool. If you don't want to name names, I understand. Thank you. All right, she's got a whole list of them, but I don't know uh, who uh, she would like to call out. Uh, but we appreciate your call. So this caller saying, so uh, these misinformation people are, or. I, maybe they're all well-intended, but uh, I don't know. Uh, do you want to answer his question, or do you want to uh, move on? Well, I'm, not, I'm going to stay away from the folks that will actually be uh, coming to the table with us or represent someone who will be coming to the table. But I will speak to someone like um, the, the, the two gentlemen. Uh, I think it's, what is it, Steve Alquist yeah, you got and it. Pat, Pat, is it Ford? Pat Ford. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. 
they steer the plot, right? Oh, and I, and I have no problem telling mm-hmm. them that. Uh-huh. All right. So there are the two. Uh, there are two at least. Uh, there were more, but yeah. that's, all, that's where I'll stop. Right. Because uh, the, the, so the list ha- has other names on it, but the, these people at least are coming to the table and maybe, uh, maybe uh, we can uh, uh, get some peace going with them. We're going to break uh, here for, for Grumpy's. Uh, it's a good restaurant. We uh, we enjoy going uh, there, even though it's in Massachusetts. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti, and meatballs and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a grumpy sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. I just want to remind you, Grumpy's has a luncheon menu, and it's a good luncheon menu, and it starts at six ninety nine. And it's offered uh, every day uh, at noontime. So come on into uh, Grumpy's on Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham. All right, who's next on my uh, little list of uh, advertisements uh, to tell you about? Oh, oh yes, uh, Rhode Island Tree and Landscape. Uh, Do you have trees on your property needing attention? Winter time is the right time for an assessment. Call Rhode Island Tree and Landscape for your free estimate. With over 40 years' experience, they're certified operists and fully insured to give you peace of mind. They're a full-service company offering tree removal, pruning, trimming, stump grinding for commercial and residential customers. Call Rhode Island Tree and Landscape in Rhode Island at 401-276-2828. Or in Massachusetts, call 508-399-7773 for your free estimate. If you're looking to support local business for your Valentine this year, check out Divas Dips and Gourmet Treats. Recently featured in Edible Roadie Magazine, the Divas offer an array of gourmet Belgium chocolate treats and confections. Having started out right here in Woonsocket at Mill Race Kitchen, the Divas are now located in Hope Artist Village at 1005 Main Street in Pawtucket. And they're offering Valentine's Day specials including delivery. Order online at divasdip.com. D-I-P-S.com. And you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we'll deliver right here in the area. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Back here with the mayor. So, uh, summary, summarizing that Woonsocket Motor Inn story, uh, the, uh, the rooms are still available to homeless. Can we summarize it that way? Um, Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. If uh, you uh, have a question for the mayor, you're welcome to uh, share it with us. Uh, so I do want to ask you about uh, the Higher Education Center. I realize this is a puff question that uh, my critics... Do you know people criticize me, too? That's okay, Roger. Right? Right. The people who criticize you are the people who criticize me. <laughs> yeah. Many of them are, as a matter of fact. But anyway, I know it's a, a puff question, but it is something that I noticed uh, the governor mentioned in his State of the State and mentioned it in his uh, budget address. Uh, he's always talking about um, the investment uh, in the state uh, for the education center. And I think it's an un... I, I think that people just drive by it and, and except for maybe listeners of this program, are not aware of how comprehensive this education center is. It is comprehensive, and uh, you will be able to recognize it a little more easily in the very near future because we have some signage that will be going up, and it will be perpendicular. Uh, so it'll be, I always feel on a main street, you know, you don't want to be constantly turning your head to try to find where a particular location is. So we will be getting some signage. Uh, we're working with them on that. And I have to say that's one of the projects I'm very um, proud of in my administration it's been a very long it's interesting i was looking back at some emails and looking at the people uh that i was talking with when this whole project started and it was a very very in-depth process and a lot of uh, staff from the governor's office attorneys um uh, property owners in the city and it is something that 
I say all the time, and I do. I thank Governor Raimondo for taking my continuous calls regarding uh, asking for Woonsocket to be the recipient of this center uh, when other communities were looking for it to go uh, there. And then for to Governor McKee for continuing with this and recognizing the importance of it. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. It's, it was a long time uh, since we had higher education in the city of Woonsocket. And I think you, you, you will see that that will continue to grow. So I have, uh, I'm going to reach out to, uh, is this the right person, Tom Pierce, uh, from uh, their office uh, to uh, do a show on it. Uh, somebody was in from the uh, education center a few weeks ago and they said uh, maybe you could do a show on it. So anyway, I have some phone numbers. So Amy Grzbowski was the one of the points. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved on to another position and we there's a, a breakdown of... Uh, who is handling mm-hmm. what now until they have a, a permanent replacement. Uh, but certainly, um, oh. if it isn't Tom and it's going to be someone else, they, they'll inform you of that. Okay. And if you come across uh, the, the latest contact, you can let me know. Okay. If you send an email to my office, then I won't forget. I will do that. Okay. All right. This is the Upfront Program, and we're talking about uh, some of the things that are going on. We have another caller. So we're going to um, clear that call and uh, find out what they would like to talk about. And then we'll move on to uh, other topics. Uh, and there certainly are uh, other things happening. Now, you, um, I'm looking for a, for what they call, a, you know, a, an exclusive or maybe a scoop. And you said you were on the phone for 10 minutes before uh, you got here. And that's what delayed you. And so, uh, so is that... Uh, state official that you're on the phone a possibility of a scoop um no no okay <laughs> all right let's go to the telephone i'm i'm looking hello there what would you like to ask a mayor uh well i'd like to have a conversation with the mayor i'm not big on on asking questions i'd like to have a conversation well, well what is the topic well the topic is i i guess i started getting phone calls from people that uh, my name was invoked my name is pat ford i'm with an organization called the coalition radio network uh, All right, no. Yeah, okay. Call, call my office. Yeah, uh, we're not going to, this is an information show. I know that uh, you'd like to uh, promote yourself, but uh, the program is to interview the mayor about what's going on in city government. And incidentally, if you want to uh, engage the mayor or uh, somehow uh, mention that uh, uh, you don't like something that she does, you can do it in public. Uh, there's a city council meeting every couple of weeks. There's good and welfare. And people can go there, and uh, they don't even have to live in Woonsocket, uh, Pat, uh, to uh, do uh, their thing. And so Steve and yourself uh, can promote yourself right there. It's free of charge, and I guess cable television coverage and everything, right? That's correct. All right. Thank you. Uh, So if you'd like to call the radio station and ask a question of the mayor, like I'm going to do... um, I asked this of Mr. Beauchamp uh, and... um, Mr. D'Agostino seems to be in on this. I asked um, uh, Valerie Gonzalez about this, and that is solving the Sinegro problem. But you know what? I don't think it's as easy to solve as uh, as uh, I'm getting suggestions because this could create a big hole in the Woonsocket budget if uh, if we didn't have them here. So I was wondering how you, what your take is on solving the Sinegro. It seems like couple of the council members would like to solve it within two years of their term. Is it that easy? It is not. And if it was that easy, then every single mayor before me would have solved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will tell you, uh, we are living with a 30-year contract that was uh, introduced um, by someone, and we're stuck with it. So... This is no offense to anybody you would ask this question of, but you are not going to find an elected official that is current or past that knows enough about this to explain it clearly. Uh, The person who can handle that is Steve D'Agostino, and he's not an elected official. He, He deals with this on a daily basis, and it is something that you can speak to him about. Um, I don't know if what he, he, he shares with you would bore the public. Uh, it, it's, 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 there's some very detailed parts of it and some very simple parts of it. 
but we have made more improvements than any other administration and we have focused on this uh we focus on this all the time we can't shut the place down so the most reasonable thing that's been said to me and it's a it's a a manageable cost is having a city employee uh, going between the two buildings, Sinegro and, and the wastewater treatment plant, uh, representing the city of Woonsocket. Uh, he, Steve talked about that, having somebody as almost a, a liaison, uh, almost somebody as a watchdog to keep an eye on the two facilities so that uh, they keep their, their problems to a minimum. What do you think of that? I think that's a pretty good idea. Well, we shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to be using taxpayer money to do that. We should be relying on the people that we're paying to do what they're supposed to do. And that's what the director is addressing now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure he'll be around uh, very shortly on the program. and we'll... Oh, he'll be very clear and upfront with you on that, Roger. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> All right. So the Senegal problem, uh, it's, it's on your mind, uh, but uh, the solutions are, uh, are not, uh, you know, uh, one, two, and three. More to come on that topic as, uh, as time goes on. Um, so now we go to uh, the Cass Park situation. And, um, and I know that uh, you, uh, you have a few, um, few people that uh, are, shall we say, uh, not fans of it. I know that you, you've met with uh, the school committee uh, uh, on the Barry Field issue. I was wondering... Without really giving you a direct question, I was wondering if you'd like to say anything about Barry Field, about Cass Park, or whether you want to take the phone call that's waiting for us. Sure. Uh, I'll be very quick on the, the, the remaining questions you have so you can get through what you need to. So Cass Park, uh, recreational, the recreational complex is moving forward. Uh, the director is um, finalizing the sale of the gravel. Uh, the city council voted in favor of that. Uh, We heard very clearly over the years that this is what the public wants and this is what we will uh, provide for them, barring any unforeseen odd issues that may arise. And uh, we did, uh, I did not know that, I know you like the word sabbatical. Uh, When I was on sabbatical, I have no idea why uh, the Ho Kong property did not close. Uh, but I, I learned that that was not completed, so we did complete that last week. We are now the owner of that property. Uh, we are now moving forward with the, all the preliminary work that needs to be done in order to demolish that building. Uh, so this project is moving forward. We're very happy about it. Uh, I did, as I mentioned to you in the past, I did reach out on two occasions, actually through the solicitor's office, uh, to have a joint meeting of the council and the school committee. I was basically denied that twice. Uh, Now we have a new council, and they are definitely in favor of it. Uh, The school committee uh, chair is saying that he is in favor of meeting, uh, so things have changed, so that's good. And I think it's important to be at the table. Uh, I explained to you in the past, and this is what we do with projects, uh, the the $300,000 grant we applied for through DEM several years ago uh, to build uh, a a girls softball field. Uh, When that took place, I called the coach, the softball coach. We met, we sat down, he shared uh, some things that were important to him as far as you know, the outfield and things like that. And we have a beautiful softball field. This is what you do. You have to, uh, you have to be at the table with people who are not trying to stonewall something or prevent something from happening or inserting politics. It's important that you know, we're at the table to do what's in the best interest of the city. And if you're not you can share you can share comments and it can be in opposition to what we say but it can't have the the connotations of trying to prevent something from happening so we are moving forward with this project and we will be speaking with coaches uh, like Mr. Piet regarding track, Mr. Bebo regarding football and we will be we will do the best we can to build a beautiful state of the art facility and I think everybody will be very proud of it. So um, if I uh, 
was snooping around in your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, You can snoop. They snooped for nine weeks. They couldn't find anything. <laughs> well, if I was snooping around mm-hmm. now, uh, would I uh, see uh, some uh, projects that uh, you could at least uh, uh, talk about that are on your drawing board? Uh, something, uh, whether it's... Um, I don't know whether whether it's the hospital trust building across the street, the possibility of uh, developing that, whether it's uh, uh, the Omri situation, uh, getting that uh, back on track, whether it's Hamlet Avenue, that big empty lot, doing something with that, uh, public safety. I think I'm all, my sure. mind's all over the place. Sure, sure. So there's a, listen, I like cranes in the sky, okay? Mm-hmm. So a recreational complex. And this is a lot of work. We probably will have to engage some other folks to uh, work alongside us. You, you can't have a mayor and a director of public works handling projects like this without having additional staff and help. Uh, we want to get things done. So public safety complex, we're trying to solidify the location. The council is in favor of it. The majority of the council ran on it. Uh, so we're very pleased about that. It is very much needed. Uh, I actually met with Senator Whitehouse last week and discussed uh, the need for a public safety complex. Uh, He was with me for an hour and a half. We discussed um, several things. Uh, He he also has interest in 162 Main Street, which uh, he calls Winsockets, he calls it Winsockets Superman Building. So we are talking about that and seeing uh, what direction do we go in? You know, can we save it? Uh, Do we want to take acquisition of it? What do we want to do with that? So as we get more information, um, it is information, you know, I don't have enough to share with the council and the public yet. It's just the preliminary conversations about that. In addition to that, we're working with the Rhode Island Department of Education regarding the construction of um, some schools in the city. Uh, Rise Prep Mayoral Academy was approved to expand to a high school, so they will be looking uh, to build a high school. Uh, The traditional public school will be looking to build elementary schools. We're looking to build a public safety complex, a recreational complex, and to go to your question prior to this, which was uh, Barry Field. I stand firm on the fact that I hear the people of the city of Woonsocket. I have heard them year and year every year, repeatedly telling me that they want a supermarket in the city of Woonsocket. And up until this point, the only location that supermarkets are interested in is Barry Field. And I think it's time for an honest conversation with the school committee as to why, truly why, if we can accommodate our schools and we can accommodate our fields, then why would we not want to market, no pun intended, market Barry Field for development and give the people of the city what they're asking for? And quite frankly, the people of the city are the parents of the students who go to Woonsocket as well. Mayor, um, this question is generating for me. It's not coming through the back door. I used to live on, I was brought up on Elmore Street or Elmore Avenue and I uh, used to uh, ride my bike and stuff like that in Barry Field. And that's how far it goes, all the way to Mulry Street, uh, Mm -hmm. all the way to uh, Great Road. So I was thinking the other day, is it possible, uh, and when I heard Mr. Bourget mention uh, building, he was talking about the Carnation Street, the Murray Street side of... Is there room for the supermarket and some uh, school complexes on that property? Or as big as it is, it's too small? It depends how much acreage a supermarket would need. And in addition to that, I'd like to, I'd like to continue this conversation on another day. Because I have more to say about it. And mm-hmm. I know we're up against the clock. We are. But I, I will say this. I will say that... The busing of students to that location has been of concern for years in the city. And the distance from homes, especially when you're consolidating schools, the amount of time you're leaving a student on a bus was brought up. The cost of it, um, the, the, the scheduling of it to get everybody there at the same time. 
but suddenly it's a good location. And I'm sorry, but I can't help to, to think that it's nothing other than political. And if we have a supermarket that wants to go there, I would think we also want a restaurant that would want to go there. Or we may want um, like some mercantile stores like a, a Panera Bread or a Chipotle or a Chick-fil-A or a Verizon or a, a blue store for Blue Cross so people in the city can have a place to go to speak about their policies. We have the ability to develop this parcel and we have the, the intelligence enough to figure out where our schools can go. I'm so glad that the mayor used the word mac- mercantile. It uh, goes with my haberdashery uh, shops and <laughs> so forth. And it uh, shows that you're you're not 25 years old. Okay. All right. Uh, so just, uh, can, uh, I, can I say two things? Because I know yeah. there's only two minutes. Yeah. So two things. First, um, I would just like to say very quickly, and this is something I'd need to expand on as well. As we know, Oak Grove has expanded in development. We have a significant amount of housing that's been developed. And I have thought over the years... That area to me is like a nice little village all of its own. But the one thing it doesn't have, and I'm not convinced we can do it, but it doesn't have an area for children to play. And I think it's important that we begin to look in that area to see if we can identify a location where we are able to put some type of a playground. Because when you think about it, if you exit that area, where could a child even ride their bicycle to go to a park? They can't even walk to go to a park or ride their bicycle. So I think it's something we need to explore, and I'd really like to get input from the residents of Oak Grove. That's the the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to say was two lovely uh, women that I have known since I was a very young child uh, both have passed on, and that's Mrs. Harris and Mrs. Durden. And I was introduced to them many, many years ago by my grandparents uh, who lived on River Street and where I was quite often because my parents worked split shifts. And they are two women that I have admired for many, many years. And they both passed within the last week or so. And they were really a, a, a part of the fabric of our community and their community um, separate and in addition and I just was saddened by the passing of both of them they were just lovely human beings and that lady on River Street Emily uh, yes when I was first getting into the broadcast business uh, I used to stop over there from time to time and have coffee with her and a cigarette (laughs) 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 those were the days my friend those were the days yeah All right. Thank you for that memory. Uh, That's it for the Upfront program. Thank you for uh, being with us, Mayor, and we'll see you next time, okay? Thank you. All right.